Welcome to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. Hear and learn through the success of others how to build the life and business you deserve. Learn to overcome failure, what it means to seek out growth, and how to become the best possible version of yourself. And now, here's your host, coach, entrepreneur, husband and father, and author of the number one best-selling book, Survive, Scale, Soar, Jeremy Williams. All right, and welcome back to the show. I've got an amazing guest today, a former coaching client of mine, more importantly, a friend and an amazing business owner. Actually, he owns a few businesses. Um, I have Rick Reynas with the Texas Rockstar Group, powered by EXP Realty. And the topic of today is going to focus on his other business, Sticks and Stones Homes. And We'll dive into exactly what that is. Good morning, Rick. Hey, good morning, Jeremy. I'm, I'm super grateful for the opportunity to visit with you today. I'm pretty excited about some of the things that we've got going on and um, love to share the, the success story that we just recently had. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, I'm glad to have you on here. You know, Every time that I've, I've done a show with you, whether it's been a, a video that we've launched or you know something we've done on social media, uh, I always enjoy what you bring because there's so much value in it. So for those that are listening today, uh, you want to make sure you listen to this whole uh, episode because Rick is going to drop some knowledge on you that's a little bit outside the box, which I love. And um, I, I think you're going to find value that's going to, you're going to be able to now take and go and implement in, in your life. So Rick, tell me about Sticks and Stones Homes. So um, uh one of the big opportunities of being in the real estate business is, is being aware of, of opportunities uh, that could possibly pop up. Um, you know, the iBuyer programs of, of uh, the last several years are allowing, you know, some sellers to uh, forego the, the traditional retail listing because they either need, need a lot of repairs, they, they, timing could be critical. And, and one of the things that, uh, that I, I wanted to do was one of my, uh, uh, coaches from a long time ago, and even something that you and I talked about is, is that every real estate agent should go to a listing agreement with the thought process of how can I buy this house myself? And, um, and if it's not something that you can buy, then you go the retail retail route. But I wanted to have something or another arm to what we were doing for, for an income producer um, and, and also with the ability to grow passive income. So we created Sticks and Stones Homes, which would allow, um, it's an LLC, and it allows me to uh, go into a listing appointment and in having that conversation with the client, if there's an opportunity for uh, a win-win situation, it has to be win-win. I'm not going to try to take advantage of someone. However, if there's an opportunity for them to uh, sell the house, which will help them move forward, um, I want to explore all those opportunities with them. And so we created Sticks and Stones for that particular opportunity. So I, I know this started a while back. Uh, you had some property and you thought you were going to be there and then you were going to build. And then you found this opportunity. I think it might have been in the woodlands. And you were saying, you know, well, I'll just buy it for myself and then I'll, I'll remodel it. And then you you ended up selling it. Kind of talk to me about that process. Of, you know, you talk about discovering opportunities. Well, I mean, I, you know, Unfortunately, a couple of years ago, uh, I, I got divorced, and um, in that process, um, we we 
we did our, our division of assets and stuff. And so I knew I was kind of back behind the eight ball again of what do I need to do to, to create uh, passive income for me as I get into my 60s. And at, uh, at, at living outside of the Woodlands, I also wanted to be closer to my daughter. So I got a phone call from a, a friend and he was telling me that they were moving to another area in Houston and they wanted to sell their home and they visited with some contractors and uh, all the contractors were telling them that it was going to be anywhere between 80 and a hundred thousand dollars to do some of the work that they felt was necessary. It was a 25 year old home. Um, it was still very original. Uh, the, you know, there was a few things that they've done mechanically to uh, keep the home in place, but everything else was all original from kitchen countertops, cabinets, bathrooms, all the showers, the tubs, everything. And, and it needed a lot of work. Actually, it had original carpet, believe it or not. So we talked about that and whether or not they wanted to invest the money. And then quite frankly, they didn't have it. So um, uh, I looked at this as an opportunity and I asked him, I said, would you mind if I buy the house? And he's like, well, yo, we would love that because we, we, you know, we know your situation. It'd be great for you to be uh, near your daughter. So um, we came to an agreement on, on price. We, what we ended up doing was we took the, the, uh, at the, at the date of the contract, we looked at what market comps were in that particular area. And we took out a hundred thousand dollars in repairs. Cause we said, you know, if you did this hundred thousand dollars, this would get you to this particular number. So we reduced that. And I said, and then for my time in trouble, I need to have, you know, a good 10 to 10% or so. So we kind of came to that particular number. And one of the benefits of this was the market appreciation that was happening. So my goal was, was to buy the home, live in it for a year, uh, take my time, uh, you know, still selling real estate, make an extra five or 10,000, invest in the home, make an extra little bit of money and continue that investment process. And what ended up happening was, uh, uh, the house that I had recently purchased and I knew was going to be an investment property. I, I put that on the market, uh, found a tenant, secured a tenant and moved into the other, uh, closed on this well, flip property. And I knew the flip was going to take about 12 months. So what, uh, what happened was a, another client called and said, Hey, I understand you bought a home in the woodlands and you're, you're going to flip it. When do you think you're going to sell it? And I said, Oh, well, probably not until 2023. Um, I need to live in it for a while and take some time. I said, you know, how do I, I didn't have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank for the repairs. And even at my cost, we may have been a little bit lower than that, but I just, I didn't have that cash. So, uh, the, the client and uh, the agent brings the client over to the house and we, you know, we chatted about some stuff, you know, what were my goals for the house? What, what, what was I planning on doing? And, and as I was telling her all these things, she said, that sounds perfect. It's exactly what I'm looking for. What would be your sales price at that point in time? And I said, well, I need to think about it and I'll get back to you. So just like most home sellers today, when they're asked a the question, what's your move price? Everybody has one. And I came up with a number that I thought was fair. It was a, it was a number that was still market comps to kind of what I was expecting uh, to sell the home for. And I called the agent and I said, here's where I'm willing to sell the home. And uh, next afternoon, she said, my client will take it. With what, you know, can they make a couple of other exceptions um, and make some changes to what you're doing? I said, yes. So we came to an agreement on it and um, it shrunk my time from a year to do all this to 60 days because I need time to get all this done. So in 60 days, I had to get really creative on where was I going to find this money? And the things that she was sending me, she wanted a $3,000 refrigerator. She wanted a thousand dollar dishwasher. She, I mean, they're beautiful items, but where was the money going to come from? So 
anyway, so that's where the fun part of it all kind of came into play. And uh, and what happened with some of this stuff was, was I watched my credit score, which was a really decent credit score, lose almost 120 points because of the, the additional cash I was seeking. Um, so it was a little bit risky. However, once we got through the end of the process and, and I was able to cash out on the sale and I paid everything back, my credit scores bounced back up. So uh, it's been fun to watch it go from a 726 down to a 609. And now that everything's paid off, it's coming back up and it's a 693. And I still ended up making a little bit of money um, to, uh, to where now this home that I'm closing tomorrow, I have the cash set aside for 100% of the improvements because of the income that I made off the first flip. So, and even with higher interest credit cards, it's still, I still made, uh, I still made money. So, yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing that I find, uh, you know, I have people call me, we, we recently started to invest and I, I'll give people a call and, you know, people have that interest. They're like, how do you do it? And, you know, we went the more traditional route. We, we were able to go secure a loan and do that. You, you went a non-traditional route, yet it still worked out for you. I think you said even with that, you, you made like 12% I did. on the investment. And so, you know, tell, tell me a little bit about like, how did you do that? Like, I know you, you had a Lowe's card or... Yeah, so the, the hard money line, ironically, is, is not something you go type in and you Google uh, hard money loans. Um, I think it's real estate agents. And here's where I think is the potential for opportunity for, for people. If you've had some success or even if you've got past clients, everybody should know somebody that has available cash. So I went to a friend of mine and I said, hey, I have an opportunity. Um, would you like to be my lender? And we came up with an agreement because he had some available cash that he wanted to, to do this. He was also a former investor, but then realized that, that he could make little, slightly less money with less risk loaning money than, the, than, than buying and having to deal with a, with a tenant. So um, we came up with an agreement. Um, we, we paid a couple of points on the, on the origination points on the loan, and we paid a little, you know, obviously a higher interest rate. Um, for the, the, the loan than we would have gotten through the traditional route, but there was no stipulations. Like he wasn't checking my credit score. He wasn't checking all these different things. Um, out of curiosity, he asked me and I said, well, I don't know, I'll pull it up. That's how I know it was a 726 when we, when we closed on the property. Um, but everybody has an opportunity to, you know, ask those types of questions to your sphere of influence. Who would like to be an investor in a property? And maybe you get two or three different people but if, if the, the volatility of today's market, if you can go to somebody and say, I've got a real estate investment, I'm also going to put in money in the, in the deal myself. So if the, the risk for them was lower because I had told them I'm going to put, you know, 60 to $80,000 in personal money into the project. So even if something were to happen to me, I died, I got into some kind of weird situation and they had to take over the property. They were still in a pretty equitable position to where they could sell it and get their money back and possibly even make more than what I told them that, uh, that I would give them. So that's the first place. The second part of it was I went to uh, Lowe's and Home Depot because I knew that those were places where I was going to do a lot of uh, shopping. Lowe's offered a 10% on the first uh, uh order um, and a 5% continuation on every purchase that you had. Home Depot offered something pretty similar. So I went and tied in my first big purchases to those and I got 10% off two really big major purchases with those companies. 
And, um, but every time I got added a credit card, my score dropped a little bit. And then I had a couple of other empty credit cards that I was able to, uh, to, to purchase other supplies and goods and, you know, cabinets and, and, uh, you know, the, the, vanity tops. And, and then I had, you know, contractors that are actually looking for cash, not credit. And so I got a cash advance on one of on the, my discover card. So I ended up with five credit cards that were full to the brim. So with went from, you know, no credit debt to $50,000 in credit debt. And, uh, uh, you know, and using almost 95% of my, of my credit card available uh, balance balances, the credit score dropped. And I um, mean, I, and I knew it. And I was watching it drop. And um, but I was also positive that where I was on my sales price and, and the income that I would have, that I'd have enough to pay it back. Yeah. And I think that's that's the, the key, right, is you walked into this having a plan, just like you were running a business or anything else. This this is a business. You know, it's a it's an investment. You're wanting to see the return on it is you walk into this having a plan, knowing that all these other factors, you know, filling up the, the credit cards, which would scare most people away from doing it. You knew at the end of the day that that final return on that would cover all that and give you the profitability to move on to the next project. Well, a blessing that I have, Jeremy, is this prior to real estate, I, I, I was in the contracting business. So I, I, I was able to, to, to use past experiences and where my budgeting was going to be. But I would say that's always not 100% critical. For someone that wants to do this, the research is available. Partner up with, with, another, with another real estate agent that can help you and guide you in the consulting side of things and, and move towards that, uh, that goal. Because just like any business that's in a startup position, you go to outside investors and you want to make it attractive to them, just like a credit, <clears throat> excuse me, the credit card companies, they're going into business with me. They want a return on what they're giving me. The, the hard money line wants a return on what they're giving me. So my availability to uh, get into this business, you know, needed, needed funds. So uh, fortunately was able to make money. Now I've got some set aside. I won't need to borrow as much money. And then as this goes on with each subsequent time, I'm not going to hit a home run every single time either. Like I might hit by one and, and I end up breaking even, or let's just say I lose a little bit. I'm still in a better spot. So I think most people have to look at the risk and then the reward and then, you know, make sure, as you mentioned, that the game plan is accurate. But if you're not an agent, partner with one. If you are an agent, figure out how to add additional streams of income. And flipping is a great way to, to do it, whether it's adding rental properties or actually going with the buy and flip. Yeah, and I, I talked about that recently with, with somebody is making sure you have that team, right? And that team may involve a real estate agent. And, you know, you need to make sure you have your money team, you know, where are the finances coming from? You need to have your contractors in place that, that are trusted. And uh, so before even stepping into it, would your recommendation be to have that team in place? I would encourage people to go to, uh, again, your sphere of influence, ask questions. Who's your favorite painter? Who's your favorite plumber? Who's your favorite carpenter? Who's your favorite cabinet company? Where do you go for these types of things? You know, having these guys in place before you start projects and, and keep in mind, I didn't have the entire layout designed when I when I went into it. I knew kind of what I wanted to do and what I how I wanted to make my house look for me. 
And, and I was just very fortunate to, to find a buyer who liked a lot of the things that I was picking out. I didn't have to change flooring. I didn't have to change paint colors. All we changed was some of the, you know, the, the door hardware. We changed out some of the faucet selections that she preferred. Um, and then she upgraded the kitchen appliances over what I was would have purchased for myself, but which is fine because the house looked amazing when it was all said and done. Yeah, absolutely. So somebody's thinking about investing today. Maybe they're sitting sitting on the fence. Uh, what would be your what what would you do to encourage them or motivate them to pursue that, knowing that it could create more wealth for them? Real estate historically has always had uh, opportunities for people. I mean, going back, you know, 100 years, think about what, it, what homes have appreciated for. Um, we've gone through a really massive appreciation over the last uh, two years because of the, of the pandemic issues with prices for materials and goods driving home prices up. Uh, we now have more people in the United States than ever before. And that's growing, not only from, from uh, uh, college kids going into the market. We've got people coming in legally, illegally both, but, but there's growth in the United States. And at the end of the day, that's created a housing shortage and that's not gonna stop. Um, we can't build homes fast enough. So what I would encourage somebody to do uh, who's looking at utilizing some cash, uh, there are a lot of different groups that you can get into with syndication. Maybe you don't want to go through all of that stuff, but you've got $25,000 that you could invest $10,000, whatever number that may be, you know, find different groups that you can partner up with that, that will potentially offer a slightly higher um, reward uh, for the completion of these projects. Um, you know, stock market today will probably, obviously it's dropped. I mean, you know, look at a lot of the different higher valued companies have lost over 50% of their values in the last year. Um, how do you think they, they feel? They've got to try to figure out how to create that, that, that balance back. You've got a lot of people that are afraid of, of the timing and all that. So there's a lot of cash sitting on the sidelines. Ask friends, ask family members, ask uh, people that you work with if that's anything that they would like to do to create this type of a partnership and have some fun with it. I would say the most important thing about it is, is, is coming up with a, with a, a good design plan, you know, look at Pinterest, look at all these things, look to see what homes are selling for, look at what other home flippers are doing that are successful, and then create something for yourself that would uh, uh, allow you to create extra income. It's a wonderful tool to, uh, to, to get away from the nine to five. You could still keep that if you're in the nine to five business, but then have some fun on the side with it. And, uh, you know, obviously I still run my, my team and uh, still full-time in the, in, the, in the sales side of the cycle, and so, I mean, this isn't a full-time uh, job for me. It's extra. And, and, and I made enough money on this first one that if I had done it full-time, I possibly could have had it done faster, but I don't know if I would have had the resources to fund it. So it's kind of one of those catch-22 type things. So I work full-time on the sales side of things with the Rockstar Group and EXP Realty. And then the other business was Six and Stones. I've dedicated, you know, five to 10 hours a week in, in getting that off the ground. Yeah, so that that's awesome, Matt. and really great information for those that are listening. Is there's opportunities? There's always opportunities, and sometimes you just have to look for them. And I think you've provided some information today that might get people to open up their eyes to maybe some opportunities that are right in front of them. So I appreciate that. I know the audience appreciates that. Tell us a little bit about the Texas Rockstar Group. 
So we've been around for, for five years. We just completed our fifth year uh, with, with, with this particular uh, team name. We were just Rockstar Group before um, when we were with Keller Williams. But when we switched over to EXP, um, the opportunity came to, to embellish the name a little bit. And so the Texas Rockstar Group has uh, four agents. Um, our goal is 100 units a year, and we want to help 100 families either buy or sell. Um, I, I guess now I'm part of those, those 100 units because uh, my personal transactions last year, I did seven. Um, so it was fun. I bought some lots. And so now what I want to do is is what I'm learning on the on the flip side of things and and also with having a, a rental, you know, I'd love to add to my, my rental portfolio as the, as the years go on, but I, I want to do more on the uh, investment strategy side of things. And if there's anybody that it's looking uh, to get into this, um, I'd love to meet with people. Um, I want to learn more about their, their investment goals, how I can help them with, uh, with real estate investing. And by doing that, will also benefit my team. So if I have clients that are uh, want to grow on the investment side of it, then we can help our team members with sales and uh, in commissions. And uh, it's a win-win for both sides of it all. So I would encourage if anybody's just thinking about it, wants to know a little bit more information, hey, information's free and I got a lot of it. And uh, I'd love to, love to see what I can do to help out. I'm I'm not the best. I'm really good at it. And we've had a lot of uh, success through the years and, and the 18 years that I've been in the real estate side of things, we've helped over a thousand families uh, buy and sell. So it's a, a, a proud thing that we've accomplished. Yeah, that's great. And, and you said you're not the best. You, you are. Um, there's people tuning in from, from all parts of the country that, that listen to the show. What geographic area do they, they serve? Do you serve? So we're in the North Houston area. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we've uh, recently put a, a big focus on is, is really taking the, the North Houston market and really looking at it uh, with a different eyeballs. Um, you know, where are some of the little pocket areas where uh, some opportunities may lie? Um, it's not just in the woodlands. Um, ultimately, I'd like to plug into the DFW market, the Austin market, and the San Antonio market, and but that's that's going to come as uh, as as the right people are revealed. But um, it, advice can, I mean, anything I can do to help somebody, no matter what part of the country they're in, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll share my my stories and what we've picked out and how we're doing it, and if it can benefit somebody, how we're determining ROI opportunities to. Um, what are how to control costs and where to get some benefits from money? Um, you know, happy to share that. That's great. So, so Rick, if somebody is interested in becoming a real estate agent, maybe to participate in the investment side or the sales side, um, or they're looking to maybe partner with you on a, an investment deal or learn more about the flipping process um, or some of these strategies, how do they how do they reach you? How do they connect? You know, the, the best way to reach out to me is simple. I, I, I mean, I get accused of having my phone with me all the time. Um, I'm not a 24-7 guy, but I, I get back with people as fast as I can. But my cell phone number is 281-960-1900. That's my direct line. And uh, I'd love to help people in any way I can. Well, I think you helped a lot of people today. And, and Rick, I appreciate you being on the show. And I know a lot of people are going to be blessed by this information that they hear today. And I, and I think it'll help some of those people that are sitting on the sidelines. They know that there's opportunity out there in this. Uh, they just don't know exactly how to do it. And I think you gave some insight, some really good insight 
on how it's worked for you and how you've been able to be successful. So thank you again. Well, man, my pleasure. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I, it's just, uh, I found a, a business that I enjoy. I found a business that, that brings joy to other people. And quite frankly, that's probably the most gratifying piece of what I do. The, the, you know, the, the two people that have, have bought uh, the two flip properties that we've had in the last couple of years are, are enjoying it immensely. And that brings me a lot of happiness that they're, they're having a good time in those homes. So um, anyway, another, another, another leg of our, of our, of our business structure. And, and, uh, and I'm really grateful for you for the, for the coaching and training that you've provided through the years with Red Hawk coaching and, and just Jeremy before Jeremy became a, a Red Hawk coach. Um, I admire our friendship and, uh, uh something I, I value deeply and thank you for giving me an opportunity to share my story. All right. Thank you, Rick. Much love to that. And, uh, appreciate you. And uh, I look forward to our, our friendship and all the things we're going to get into uh, together over the years to come. You got it, my friend. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. If you heard something that made a difference in your life today, share it with someone that might benefit and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Learn more about the host of this podcast and coaching services offered by Red Hawk Coaching by visiting www.redhawkcoaching.com.